Peace and grace to all. Good afternoon and thank you for staying tuned in here to the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information station in the state of Delaware. Nobody does it like WHGE. Thanks to Harmon Carey and James Bailey. Thank you both so very, very much. We appreciate you. Uh, I'm Rochelle Wilson. Today is Saturday. Make some intelligent noise. Uh, today's date is actually Saturday, July 23rd, July 23rd, 2022. And we have been dealing with a heat wave for the last three or four days here on the Northeastern Corridor. And so we have been dealing with the heat wave here on the Northeastern Corridor for approximately three to four days. Today would be maybe day number four where the temperatures have been above 85 to 90 degrees. Today we are looking at 94. My cellular device is telling me that it is currently at this moment, 1.07 p.m. On Saturday, it is 95 degrees with a feels like of 102. Feels like 102 degrees. And I realize that many of us are trying to stay cool. Please check in on our seniors and our elders. Make sure that they are well in this heat, as well as our children. It's imperative that we look out for our children and our elders within the city. Uh, all across the state, wherever they that we are having the heat wave, we need to check in and make sure they are all right. And so there are a couple of announcements that I want to get to really quick uh, because it is imperative that you know every Tuesday here at 9th and Pine Street, we are doing a recovery uh, for folks uh, here at Central Baptist Church. Recovery starts at 7. We ask that you show up at 6.45. There's usually some refreshments, uh, a little coffee or some juice or cookies, crackers. Uh, to come on in, you will always be greeted warmly and welcomed uh, to the recovery meeting. And there are as many addictions in this world as there are human beings. So don't feel embarrassed if you or someone you love, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you're ready to get the help needed in order to recover from your illness. Because honestly, addiction is an illness and it does need attention. So we encourage you to come here, Ninth and Pine Central Baptist Church every Tuesday, 645 until approximately uh, 7.45 and um, meet some new people, make some new friends and get the help that you need. Also, I think it's important to share with you uh, your friend and mine, Bishop George Gibson, uh, has invited me to come out and be a part of and listen to the dialogue on Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. at 4 East 7th Street, Fat Cuts, the barbershop Fat Cuts is doing a presentation called Beyond the Chair. Beyond the Chair. The barbers are coming together. Men, men, beautiful men in the community are coming together in order to have the serious, necessary dialogue regarding gun violence and our young children being massacred by each other and uh, other venues, but primarily amongst each other. Why are the black children, brown and Hispanic children, uh, why are they carrying all of these guns? Where are they getting the guns from? We've talked about where you get the guns from. We know how they get into the United States. We know how they get here into the state of Delaware. How is it that our young 14, 15, and 16-year-old children, predominantly our sons, and grandsons or boys are getting a hold of these guns. Where, how are they getting them? Uh, I did a program on this uh, several months ago based on uh, an interview, a backdoor conversation I had with some young folks 
uh, who carry guns. And I just was able to sit down and have a conversation and a dialogue with them. And they shared a lot of the guns that they get uh, are coming from what's called back alley doors. Uh, you know, folks are trying to get rid of guns. They may have a body on them. They've been fired. They've been used. And so young people are acquiring these guns at very, very little cost. And don't forget, nowadays we live in the age of Aquarius where the computer technology is everything. Young people can go onto the internet and make guns. How they do it, I, can't, I could not explain that to you, but you are able to go onto the internet and create a gun using the right equipment uh, at home, you can make a gun. And so young people are doing the gun thing. And beyond the chair, the barbers and the people, the men at Fat Cuts are asking that you join them on Monday at 7 o'clock. Join in on that conversation, be a part of the solution of how can we stop our young people from acquiring the guns that they are using to shoot and kill each other. So please show up for that. That's, that's extremely important. And I really, I'm almost on one knee asking, especially all of our men in the community, but moms, dads, you're, you know, all are welcome. All are welcome, but please, we are inviting the men to come and stand up. Remember, uh, 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 an eagle can never teach a snake how to fly. A woman can do all of the most wonderful and amazing things, even the very fact that she has the capability to give life. But she cannot teach a boy how to be a man. A man must teach a boy how to become a man. If that makes any sense to anyone. An eagle cannot teach a snake how to fly. I learned that from uh, my dear brother Shabazz uh, when I was a part of an organization by the name of Rites of Passage. I learned that from him. It stuck with me for the, all of my life. An eagle cannot teach a snake how to fly. So we're calling on the men. Show up Monday at Fat Cups at Fat Cuts. Uh, and that's on 7th Street, 4 East 7th Street between Market and King. And so also it's important that I share with you that Dwight Davis and Muhammad Salam, Brother Muhammad Salam, someone that I love and respect so very much. Uh, I'm still coming into my relationship uh, with Brother Elder Dwight Davis, but I have a, an affinity uh, for Muhammad Salam. He is a man who has been committed and dedicated to the children and the community for years. I'm talking at least 20, 30 or more years. Muhammad Salam. And so he and Dwight Davis have a ANDA project going on uh, and in collaboration uh, with some other folks, they are doing a rebuilding of the Black Wall Street uh, reparations and freedom coalition uh, they did have a conversation on July 19th 2022 they did speak with the Honorable uh, Attorney General Kathy Jennings uh, in regards to the Delaware Constitution in violation of the US Constitution 18 USC section 242 and I'll repeat that if you'd like to jot that down I know some of you may be driving or uh, perhaps you're out doing water sports today trying to keep cool in this heat wave uh, but for those of you that will tune in later uh, for the rebroadcast of this I do ask that you jot this information down and please feel free to research it look it up and find out what it means and where can you get involved to support uh, brother Muhammad Salam as well as elder Dwight Davis uh, for the ANDA A-N-D-A the ANDA project uh, which is rebuilding Black Wall Street and although there are some of us who say it should be done here in the historical east side, uh, you know, it's happening on the west side. And honestly, as much as I'd love to see it here for east side pride, 
Ladies and gentlemen, just rebuilding Black Wall Street gives me goose pimples of excitement. No matter where they do it in the city of Wilmington, we'll start on the west side, but let's eventually we will end up uh, on the east side, the north side, south bridge, everywhere. Let us recreate the Black Wall Street, where we have our own schools, our own dentists, our own doctor's offices, our own daycares, all of our own Black-owned businesses, our Black radio stations. Let's rebuild Black Wall Street. And you can reach out to Brother uh, Muhammad Salam as well as Brother Elder Dwight Davis if you want to show some love and support for Black Wall Street here in Wilmington, Delaware. And so uh, what I'd like you to just chat, uh, ch uh, just jot it down is the Delaware Constitution. The Delaware Constitution is in violation of the United States Constitution 18 USC section 242, section 242. Please jot that down. Go take a peek at it, see what does it mean, uh, and how can you fit in to be the change that you want to see. All right? So moving from that perspective, and I think it is imperative that we rebuild a black Wall Street, obviously uh, not just for ourselves, but the Constitution says for our posterity, for ourselves and our posterity. That is what the framers wrote in the Constitution. The framers, the forefathers uh, that everyone uh, knows for the Constitution of the United States when America claimed its independence and wanted to become a, a nation of its own. And so they wrote for themselves and their posterity. Well, their selves and their posterity did not include brown-hued people uh, of any sort, which is our Latin American, our Asian American, our brown-hued people. We come in so many different shades. We're not just black. Uh, every color is in black, but brown is, it just covers so many shades of people from the lightest texture of our Asian brothers and sisters all the way to the deep, rich, beautiful tones of like midnight sky of our African uh, brothers and sisters. So all of those shades in between. They were not included in the United States Constitution, the Constitution of the United States. And so the Delaware Constitution, like many other, every state has its own constitution. The California Constitution, the Chicago Constitution, the Hawaii Constitution, all of the states in these United States, the way that the framers made the Constitution was that each state would hold its own power. This way we'll make sure for checks and balances that not one has a majority over the other. So that all states have their own constitution and therefore each state holds its own power. That's how this thing works in politics. All right. And so uh, as it was written by the framers, the forefathers, who wrote the Constitution of the United States, brown-hued people of all the shades were non-inclusive in that until we get to our 13th Amendment. Uh, and perhaps, uh, you know, if you're smart and intelligent and savvy and witty and clever, of course you would be able to use the 10 Bill of Rights. Uh, for brown-hued people. But when they say for ourselves and our posterity, they were not speaking about particularly myself or people that look like me. They were talking about the people of themselves and their posterity. So I say in rebuilding, rebuilding, recreating our black Wall Streets, we are now taking those words and using them for ourselves, for ourselves and our posterity. Prosperity for our posterity. 
if that makes any sense to anyone who is listening. And you are listening to WHGE 95.3 FM. We are the only black-owned radio station by Mr. Harmon Carey here in the state of Delaware. And thanks to James Bailey, we are national and international. You can listen to us in Africa. You can listen to us in Australia. You can listen to us in Hawaii, Chicago. You can listen to us anywhere. Simply download the WHGE 95.3 FM app. Download it to your phones. There are website. All of our uh, uh, the journalists are there, and what each platform caters to in our dialogues. Uh, I thought it was very important uh, when I first started here, and I certainly had a conversation with Mr. Harmon, who agreed that everyone should have their own platform. It's okay if some of these conversations cross. Uh, connect with each other because that's just what happens in politics and crime and everyday living and life. Alan Lawrence does a fabulous show uh, where he talks about the reviews of the week. Uh, what's going on every day of the week? Well, obviously, uh, you know, criminal justice, the prison systems, politics, all of that comes in. But we all stay in our own lanes. We stay in our lanes in order to keep radio interesting. If we all have something different uh, to talk about other than our crossing cross connects, then we keep radio, black radio, interesting and you are well informed, well informed here at WHGE. So download the app, go into our website, all across the, the nation here in America and all outside, all across the world, you can listen to WHGE. And please share that information, pass the information along. You never know who is sitting somewhere, uh, perhaps in a dark place or in a corner, uh, feeling uh, in their own feelings about something, maybe sitting in a corner with a gun or a knife in their hand or a bottle of pills, and they're ready to commit suicide suicide because life is just so tough and they could hear one single report from WHGE from any one of the journalists and it could make it could be the turning point in their lives to take change their way of thinking their stinking thinking and put the gun down put the knife down throw the pills away and stand up uh, in, in into their better selves so Let's share this information. I was talking to my dear friend Pat. I call her Patricia Prey because she is a prayer warrior. But she and I were engaged in a conversation and she said not enough people right here in the city of Wilmington don't know about this radio station. You know, and you know, we're listening to WDAS and W whoever, all of these other uh, Power 99, and that's wonderful. We're not as big as they are yet. Yet, we are not as big as they are, but we pack a big punch. So share the information. Tell people to tune in and listen. Uh, it's important for the analytics to know who's listening. How many men? How many women? Children? What age are you? Are you black? Are you white? What's going on? We cater to black news information that's set for our people. You know, to make sure that our people are tuned in to what's taking place and what's happening all across the world, but particularly here in the state of Delaware. So please share, 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 share uh, the information that WHGE does exist. And you let them know that Rochelle Wilson told you to share. All right. I appreciate you so much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just so happy to be in your presence once again as a commander on the airwaves, uh, as a commander in the Air Force on the airwaves. I do appreciate you so much. And I am definitely looking to build, to spread the message, to get the word out. And I cannot do that without your help. So please be sure to share the information. 
thank you so very much. How's everybody doing today uh, in this heat wave? They are anticipating tomorrow, Sunday, Sunday, July 24th, 2022. They're expecting record high of 99 degrees, which uh, I'm going to go with Patty Jackson on this. When you say 99, you're saying 100 degrees. It's 100 degrees on the temperatures, and we can anticipate a feels like anywhere from 102 to 107 degrees. 102 to 107 degrees. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have to tell you, that's hot. So I want to encourage all of us, it is imperative to keep your bodies hydrated so that you can avoid heat stroke uh, or just passing out from the heat. I know this morning I felt some kind of way. I, I wasn't feeling my best self. Um, so we've got to hydrate with water, water, water as much as we possibly can. Uh, today I'm going to go out and get myself one of those Pedialyte hydrations. Uh, to hydrate my body, my mind, and my soul. I think it is imperative that we all do that. And please look out for our elders and our little children. And whether you believe it or not, I did some research, and it's a fact. Do not have the babies out here in their little push carriages or walking along with nothing on but their underwear or a little diaper. Cover their skin, even if it's just a little small t-shirt or something. Men walking around with their bare skin exposed in this weather, you are inviting melanoma, to, which is cancer of the skin. You are inviting that into your life. It may seem like taking off your clothing is actually going to make you feel cooler. I promise you the sun is burning burning your skin it is cooking you so do not have the babies out here in diapers and no little t-shirt or something to cover their bodies cover and protect their skin it's too sensitive and too gentle to not be covered it's not keeping them cooler it's actually cooking their human body so please don't do that ladies and gentlemen i did the research I'm passing and sharing the information. If you see a mom out there and maybe she didn't hear this report, let her know. Cover up the child with some sort of cotton material, uh, whatever it is. Do not let their skin be exposed to the sun in this weather, especially with climate change. The sun is burning, burning the human flesh. Please put a little t-shirt on the babies. Uh, if you men want to do it, well, that's your choice. But if you find yourself two or three years down the road with little black spots showing up on your skin, uh, go to the doctor. It's possibility that it's melanoma, cancer of the skin, where you've cooked your skin because you walked around without a t-shirt or some sort of cotton covering on your body. That's your choice. You're grown-ups. Uh, do what you will with the information. I'm just here to disseminate it, and you can all make your own choices. As well as with the COVID vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, you can check with any of your uh, local Walmarts, uh, I'm sorry, Walgreens. You can check with any of your pharmacies, your doctors, your community centers. They are offering you the COVID-19 vaccine. If that is something that you want to do, all you have to do is reach out to your community center or your local pharmacy and they will tell you how to get your COVID-19 vaccine and our boosters. So moving along from there, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about something that is personally uh, important to me. We are doing, uh, well, Wednesdays I do the Political Power Hour, which I'm so sorry I wasn't here on Wednesday. I showed up and unfortunately the doors were bolted and, uh, you know, renovations are being done. So I could not do my show on Wednesday, the Political Power Hour, and I do have a guest who's going to be joining us hopefully this coming Wednesday of this week. Uh, we will have that guest come on and talk to us. Uh, Mr. James Taylor, 
Mr. James Taylor is vying for the seat of Stephanie Bolden. He will take that seat from Stephanie if you vote on his ticket. So we're gonna talk to him and find out what exactly is his platform. Why should we vote for James Taylor instead of Stephanie Bolden, who's been sitting in that seat uh, for a number of years and has been very impactful in a lot of different areas. Uh, is it time for her to move on? Who can say but her and you, right? You have the final vote, ladies and gentlemen, and trust me when I tell you, your vote, it does matter. So please make sure if you're not gonna mail in your ballot, Come on out, it's more fun. I think it's so much fun uh, to, to meet and greet and talk to people when you're standing right in the line at the, at the ballot booths. Uh, you get to talk to people and find out what they're thinking and their viewpoints and opinions before you push the button, uh, pull the curtain, push the button and pull the lever. All right, so we're gonna find out James Taylor's perspective, uh, why he thinks he's better for the seat than Stephanie Bolden. We'll do that on Wednesday moving forward however um, I think it's important to uh, mention that because it is election season politicians all over the nation are gearing up and getting ready they're getting ready to launch their campaign some have already done that they've already launched they're doing the canvassing. Uh, they're getting out on public speaking engagements. They're making sure that everybody knows what they do and why they should be allowed to keep their seat as our public servants. But ladies and gentlemen, I know you've heard me talk about a particular elected uh, official public servant. You've heard me talk about this person on numerous occasions. Whenever you hear me mention this person's name, you know that I'm very fond of them. And you may ask, oh, well, you're just, you know, you're just a teacher's pet because you guys are buddies. But I want to say this and be very clear. I am buddies with this particular person, if you want to use the language buddies, all right? We have a working and personal relationship because I know that this person does their damn job. And yes, I'm talking about House Representative Melissa Minor Brown. Now, if, you, you, if you're not sure who she is, you, I'm, you must be living under a rock. If you live in the state of Delaware and you don't know who she is, you're living under a rock because she is an absolute powerhouse. She champions a lot of bills that have to do with health, Anything that have to do with health because that's her passion. Her passion is good, healthy wellness, mental health and wellness uh, and physical wellness for human beings. She's a nurse. That's her thing. So she's always championing bills that have something to do with health and wellness. Right? Well, we can expect that because that's her passion. We love her for that. But she also happens to be someone who cares very passionately about every single issue that's taking place inside of Delaware's Department of Correction. And so when I reach out to the powers that be, even if it's not on her ticket of, of her in her lane, so to speak, I'll just shoot her a text message or a message anyway, just to let her know what's going on, just to let her know I'm out here advocating, hey, Mimi, here's what's going on in case you want to chime in or if you want to, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. But here are the people that I'm letting know about what's going on. I cannot tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost, I would say, 98% of the times that I've reached out to her about an issue regarding the Delaware Department of Corrections, 98% of the time she will respond. And in this heat wave, after speaking with not only personal friends and family, but also talking with family friends who have an incarcerated loved one inside of a Delaware prison, these people have talked to me about the heat wave and I knew about the heat wave. I have a family member, my son is incarcerated they are on a tier with anywhere from 50, 60, 70 men 
on a tier with one single fan in a window with a feels like 100 degrees on these tiers inside the prison. No air condition where the prisoners are located, but it's in there where the guards are. The guards, uh, the commissioner, Hudson, he has air condition in his office. Uh, all of the wardens have air condition in their office. The guard station has air condition. Everywhere has air condition except where the prisoners are being held. They have a fan, one fan, on a tier next to a window blowing in hot air and recirculating hot breath. What you breathe out, I'm breathing in. And I thought that was a health concern, a major health concern. People can get sick by that. If everyone's worried about this, 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 this COVID thing, well, what do you think diseases and bacterias and viruses do? They breed in the heat. I'm not even a nurse or a doctor, and I know that. If you put it under the heat, it'll breed. It breeds. It breeds. So you've got these 60, 70 people or people all across the nation in these prisons breathing in hot, recirculated breath, air, from one fan and one window. To me, that was a problem. So I reached out. I sent an email to Commissioner Hudson, uh, Monroe Hudson, a man that I have respect for. I've had the opportunity uh, once or twice to engage him. Very respectful to each other. I wouldn't call us friends, but I'd say that we have a respectful working relationship. Let's just put it there. Sent him an email. My senator here for my district, I live on the north side, so obviously I had to send Darius Brown an email. I had to let him know he's my senator for my district. So whenever something's going on, I got to reach out to Darius Brown, right? Doesn't that make sense? Logical sense? So I reached out to him. Of course, Joanna Champney. Joanna Champney is just monumental in getting things done when it comes to the prisons. She answers directly to Governor John Carney. If something happens in the prison, Joanna Champney knows about it. She's taking it to Governor John Carney. So I emailed all of these people. I expressed my concern about the health conditions, having no air condition in the prison. And I said to myself, just before I push the send button, I said, let me attach Mimi to this. Let me attach Melissa Minor Brown to this email. So I attached it, I added her in it, and sent the emails out. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning I received confirmation from Melissa Minor Brown, Mimi, that she has advocated for more fans, which is what I was asking, more fans, until you can get some air condition, give them some more fans and some cold ice water. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got to tell you, she achieved that goal. Melissa Minor Brown made sure whoever it is that she talked to, and I didn't ask her, I don't get into all of that. I didn't bother to ask who you talked to because I know she's an advocate and she's fierce. She's fierce, ladies and gentlemen. So whoever she talked to, she got it done. Ice water on the tears, uh, showers as much as needed. You can take as many showers as you need. And there are more additional fans being placed onto the tears. It may still be hot air blowing, but at least it's more of it. It's not as stuffy and as stifling, unbearable with one single fan by a damn window blowing hot air. So now we've got two or three fans blowing uh, to kind of break it up a little bit. Is it the best solution? No, of course not. Air conditioner is the best solution in a heat wave, sure. We all know that. You're smart, I'm smart, we're intelligent, we get it. But if you can't get air conditioned, what can we do immediately to bring relief, human relief to these people? Melissa Minor Brown and I agree. Add more fans, give them some cold water, let them take showers as much as they can tolerate it, give it to them for human relief, and it will help cut down on the possibility of spreading viral or bacterial diseases that breed in the heat. 
So, I applaud her. I thank her. I appreciate her. I freaking love her. I know her on a personal level. She's very easy to get along with. And lots of people know her on a personal level. But not everyone knows her on an intimate level. There's a difference between knowing someone personally and knowing someone intimately. Where you're, you're connecting with their soul. You're connecting with their spiritual energy. So it, it, it will be no surprise to anyone who I vote for uh, when her name gets on the ballot. When it's her turn, and her name is on the ballot. We all know who Rochelle Wilson's going to vote for. You have to make your own choices. And trust me when I tell you, no one is paying me to say this. I'm saying this because it's the truth. I connect with her because of who she is as a human being. And her fierce advocacy for human rights and humanitarian decency. So when it's her turn to, when it's time to pull the curtain, push the button and pull the lever, remember this report, ladies and gentlemen, House Representative Melissa Minor Brown, she's a woman of her word and she cares. So I want to make sure that I get that out there. And I'm still waiting to hear from Commissioner Hudson, Joanna Champney, and our Dar Senator Darius Brown. Those three people are the main people that I reached out to. I sent it to her as an extra. Like, hey, Mimi, you might want to know that this is what's happening. And yet she is the one that responded. I'm still waiting to hear from Senator Darius Brown, uh, Joanna Champney, and our commissioner, Monroe B. Hudson. I'll let you know what happens, ladies and gentlemen. I will let you know what happens and how that works out. But right now, as it stands today, July 23rd, today is July 23rd, right? Yes. July 23rd, 2022, House Representative Melissa Minor Brown has brought relief to the prisoners being held captive inside of Delaware's Department of Correction. It's not air conditioned, but at least it's some relief. And we cut down a little bit on the possibility of bacteria and viruses spreading because of the heat amongst these men so they don't get sick. So thank you. Thank you, Mimi. If you're out there listening, thank you so much. And I've got to say, you know, uh, by the grace of God here at the radio station, we, we, are, we are running the air conditioners here. Uh, it is hot and it is miserable. It's miserable outside. And God help us for those, of, for those folks that don't have air condition, for the people that don't have it at all. Please get up under a tree, get in the shade, close your windows, close the blinds, do what you got to do. Take those, those uh, cold showers, drink plenty of ice water, stay hydrated. And the ice water is not sodas and sugar and caffeine and all of this flavored colored stuff. That is not going to hydrate you. It might taste good, but it's no good for you in this particular type of weather. It's a heat wave. So don't give your kids blue and yellow and red juice. Give them water. They may not like it. Add a little bit of lemon to it to spice it up. Add a little drop of honey to spice it up a little. You know what I mean? To give it some flavor. But give them water. That's what we need for our, for our hydration for our bodies. We got to have that. We got to have that. And I'll tell you that... You know, I have air condition at my home, like perhaps some of you, we have air condition, but standing in solidarity with my family who did not ask me to do it, by no means did my family ask me to stand in solidarity with my son suffering in 107 degree weather in a small space with 60 other men. No one asked me to do that. It was my choice. I decided to stand in solidarity with my son and all of the inmates, the prisoners, being held captive in the Department of Corrections. 
I did not turn on my air conditioner. Instead, I put a single fan next to a single window. For the last three days, this is how I have lived. And I can tell you from experience, I needed to know from experience how that felt and what they were dealing with. It gave me a stronger advocacy. Now, some of you may think, yo, that broad is absolutely crazy. There's no way I'm going to have an air condition uh, in my home and not use it. Instead, I'm going to use a fan up to a hot ass window. No, I'm not crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Because the entire three days that I stood in solidarity with those people who were suffering unbearable conditions, it helped me to pray harder, to be a better prayer warrior, and to be a better advocate, knowing what it feels like. How can you advocate for something uh, so important when you don't even know what it feels like? You have no idea of what they're going through. You can imagine but you don't know it. I needed to know. And so the air conditions were off. The fan was on next to a window. Now you try sleeping at night with nothing but a fan in a window and the humidity is close to 78, 79 degrees. Humidity also has a temperature. And we're at, our humidity is almost to the point it will take away your breath. God help those that have asthma and breathing problems in this condition, in this weather. How can you breathe with the humidity? It's not easy. And you may call me foolish, stupid, dumb, and all a host of other names you may call me. But in order to be the best advocate that I can be, I live the experience right along beside in solidarity with those who are incarcerated. Sure, I can get in my car and I can drive around. I can go places. I can go to the market. I can, I can do all kinds of fun little things. Go in my backyard, get in a little teeny baby kitty swimming pool if I want to. It's awesome. To have that freedom, the simple freedom to be able to do that. I can have guests come over. I can go over someone's house. Sure. These are the natural God-given freedoms, the rights that we have. But the moment that we commit an infraction, what is considered a crime, and almost everything is a crime nowadays, in 2022, it is a crime to walk across the street if the light is red. It's supposed to be green. They call it jaywalking. It's a crime. Now, it's a low-level crime, but it's still a crime. So when you get everything in the everywhere is a crime, it's kind of hard not to be a criminal. I'm guilty of walking across the street during a red light. I felt safer walking during a red light than I did during the green light. So, yeah, I'm a criminal from that perspective. And in America today, everything, it seems, is a crime. What isn't a crime? It's easier to say what isn't a crime than it is to name all the crimes. But if you create an infraction, if you break a law, if you become a criminal, the punishment is incarceration. That's the punishment, ladies and gentlemen. Go to jail, like the Monopoly board. Go straight to jail. Do not pass, go, do not stop, and do not, unless you're Peyton Gender and will stop and get you a hamburger from the Topps Market after killing 13 people, we'll stop and get you a hamburger. But all the rest of us, go straight to jail. It's a crime, you committed a crime, go to jail, right? Okay, so in standing in solidarity with the people who are sometimes over-sentenced, sometimes wrongly incarcerated and sentenced to prison, and I've met too many of them, too many of them, I've met them and heard their story. My question to you ladies and gentlemen is what will you do 
When will you stand up and become a part of the change? I did a post on uh, my Facebook page talking about the, the heat wave in the prisons. And you would be astonished. Maybe you wouldn't be. Maybe you're one of those people who felt if you're in prison, you did something to get there. You deserve to be in there. And whatever happens to you, that's your thing. That's on you. You shouldn't have broke the law. You shouldn't have been a criminal. If you hadn't been a criminal, you wouldn't have went to jail. And I would have compassion for you. But since you're in there, you did something to break the law. So guess what? I don't give a rat's toot what happens to you while you're in there. Air condition, no air condition. You get beat up. Uh, you get raped. You get, uh, you know, beat down by the correctional officer. Whatever happens to you, that's your thing. Because you shouldn't have committed the crime in the first place. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, prison initially, in the beginning, prison was created as a place for profit, to make money, to replace slavery. And then they put the tag on it to clean it up a little, polish it up. Oh, this is prison is for where we send all the bad people. Bad people go to prison. Well, shouldn't we all be in prison if that's the case? Because there's a whole lot of bad shenanigans going on out here in this world. And people are still walking around free committing shenanigans. The only difference between them and the people incarcerated is that they didn't get caught and the people incarcerated did. You and I are just a moment away from getting jammed up with the police for walking across the street during a red light instead of a green light. It's jaywalking. It's a crime. You're breaking the law. We're one red light away from being incarcerated for committing a crime. Now, do you think you deserve to be in prison? And what about all of the young people who committed crimes before they were the age of 25? Half of these young boys nowadays who are carrying the guns and out killing each other, none of them are 25 years old. They're not old enough to even, they probably can't even hold a gun right. The gun is bigger than they are. It's pathetic. You and I know it. Many of us know it. But what are we doing to change the laws? That's where I will end my show by saying your vote counts. Your vote counts. The people that you put in an election in, in the chairs of power, the seats of power, those people are to stand and represent your ticket. So who you vote for matters. And it is a reflection of what you think. If you vote for these people, it's because you believe that ideology. If you vote for this group of folks, it's because you believe that ideology. So get your mind right, ladies and gentlemen, all across the nation. Whatever state in America you're listening to this broadcast, as this message is shared and reposted on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, my podcast, uh, wherever, however I can get the word out, and certainly here at WHG 95.3, broadcasting all over the world. When and whoever and however you're listening to this broadcast, whenever it reaches you, ask yourself the question, Remember, you're one red light away from being incarcerated, from being considered as a criminal. Here's the question I would ask you. Because you're a criminal, because you walked across the light, uh, the street with the red light, because you created an infraction, and I know it's dramatic, the red light is nothing in consideration to murder, taking a human life, yeah, that's a definite crime. And all these kids who were doing it under the age of 25, they need mental health and counseling. Prison isn't necessarily the answer. They need mental health counseling. They need help, guidance. And if mom and dad didn't or couldn't or wouldn't give it to them, then they need us as the community. It takes a village to raise these children. It takes the whole village 
to raise our babies. So if mom and dad couldn't or wouldn't or didn't or wouldn't, whatever the case was, they need our help, not necessarily to be in prison. But here's the question that I would ask as I leave today's broadcast. Because you're an incarcerated person, because you're incarcerated in the prison, anywhere in the United States of America, but certainly here in the state of Delaware, because you're incarcerated, does that make you not human? Does that mean you no longer have any humanitarian compassion? No human, uh, that God doesn't love you? Is it impossible for God to love people who are incarcerated? If God can forgive them, who are you to not? Who are you to not forgive incarcerated people when God sits high and looks low? And can forgive everybody for whatever the infraction may be. Who do you think you are to talk down on our incarcerated loved ones? Maybe it's not you today. Maybe it's not your posterity today. But if they walk across that street during a red light, they too are criminal. Any infraction can put you behind those bars, behind the walls. So what makes you think you're so much better than any of them? If God can forgive, who are you to not? I'm Rochelle Wilson. I thank you for listening to me today on my soapbox. I appreciate being in your presence. I pray that I was able to disseminate good information today and information that will help you achieve to be a part of the change that you want to see and help you to achieve the goals in your life for yourself and your posterity. Prosperity for your posterity. I'm Rochelle Wilson. God loves you and so too do I until we meet again. Take care of yourself. Be good to yourself, but be good to other people. You are a representation of the divinity of God. And karma, karma is real. How you treat others, you are boomeranging it back to yourself. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Until we meet on Wednesday, take care and God bless. Plenty of water. Radio station is now. A radio, I, I was born on 5th Street. Our radio station is on... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we did it again. I hope that it brought some help uh, to somebody. <laughs> you know, that people out there are actually able to listen to the broadcast and be blessed by it. So please share, share, share. Uh, even if you don't share this post, share the information. Uh, it could make the difference on how well people live their lives. Thanks so much, and God bless. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise. We should support that are helpful to the uh, community.